0: You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, the Canadian men's U-19 team put out a notice, and it reads, Canada is here, and we mean business. Canada can now boast of two historic wins, which took place in Cairo at the FIBA U-19 tournament. In the semifinals, they beat the basketball giants, the United States of America, And then they went on to beat Italy in the finals, giving Canada its first FIBA or Olympic gold ever. Danilo Juricic averaged double-digit points for the Canadians and led the team in threes. He joins me on the line to talk about it. Danilo, thanks for joining me.
1: Oh man, thank you for having me, Phil. I appreciate it.
0: First of all, uh, congratulations. You must be uh, still feeling pretty good.
1: I still am feeling pretty amazing I mean I still can't get over the fact that uh, we're world champions and uh, we're the first to ever do it in Canadian basketball history so it's quite an accomplishment
0: coming home they had a, a bit of a reception for you what was that like
1: it was amazing to see all the media family friends that all came and were waiting for us at the airport it was great to come home to uh, especially because everyone was so welcoming you know handing out all the hugs and and congratulating us. It was amazing. It was an amazing feeling.
0: Now, going into the tournament, usually uh, teams try and set goals for themselves. Did you guys have a a specific goal you had set?
1: Uh, Our goal, especially, I mean, coming into training camp, was to medal, and that was our big thing. And going through all our practices into our games, what was on our mind was to medal and be up there with the top teams in the world, and uh, we ended up doing it.
0: Now, I'm curious, in your mind, uh, the two big games of the tournament were obviously Italy and the USA. Which one was bigger in your head?
1: Uh, I believe the Italy game was the bigger game, looking back at it. Uh, we ended up beating USA in the semis, and that was a humongous game for us, especially as Canadians uh, in, as, in general. And to have such a big game in the semifinal, it's usually always tough to bounce back and have a great game, especially since it's the next day. So uh, I feel all the emotions and everything had to be put aside for one more night until we were able to beat the Italians. And uh, that's kind of why I think it was probably the biggest game in the tournament for
0: us. Now, you sort of touched on a question I had uh, planned on asking a little bit later, but how did you do that? How did you refocus yourself after such a huge victory?
1: Uh, That is a very tough question. Uh, I think we're a really, really determined group, especially since we eliminated the biggest challenge for us in the tournament. Um, So after, you know, we had our little celebration in the locker room, we knew we had to dial in and refocus for tomorrow's championship game. So uh, we really had to refocus in. So we knew the Italians weren't anything to be looked looked over right they were a really good team they were tough they really got after it and they were a good team that played well together so we knew that we had to really dial in for our scout and uh for our shoot and uh really get ready for the next day because it wouldn't be a pushover by any Mm means
0: now going into that usa game what was the the game plan the coaches were talking about
1: uh we had our scout we knew that the USA is always a, always a great team all around. They have a lot of depth, and uh, we knew that we had to really focus on rebounding because they're a really big team. They're always long. They're strong rebounders, and they have really a lot of height on their teams. So we knew that that was going to be a big focus in our game, and we had to stop them in transition because they really like to run out. they were a team that, that really like to play fast. They didn't have a lot of plays, so that was one thing we really looked at too. So uh, as long as we had really good transition defense, our best uh, transition defense game of the tournament, we'd be okay. And that's what we did, and we ended up taking them out.
0: Now, like you said, you had great transition defense, but the rebounding may be uh, n- not so much in your favor. I think there was uh, something like 30, 30 rebound, offensive rebounds for the U.S. or something like that. How do you sort yeah. of win a game when that happens? That's not something I've seen too often. <laughs>
1: That, that's a good point you made. I mean, it's really hard to stop those guys from the U.S. when they're so big and strong. Uh, we try to put bodies on them, but even then, you know, they would jump over us. They would have they have their long arms, right, so they'd be able to grab a lot of loose balls. Um, even then, even though they were getting their hands on some of the offensive rebounds, you could see we're right there contesting and battling again for the next one and the next one and the next one. We might not win every one. Like you said, they had probably 30 offensive rebounds, and that's a really crazy amount of offensive rebounds for a game. Um, So we just tried to keep fighting and never give up, even though they got their hands in the balls, and uh, just try and make it tough for them to try and make layups, and that's what we did.
0: So what was it like? I know what it was like to watch the game. It was quite exciting. But what was it like for, for you on the court?
1: uh it was an exciting game because because it was so close and you know the stakes are really high in a game like that especially since Canada hasn't done that before so uh it was kind of there was a little bit of nerves in it but uh I like to you know put everything aside and pretend like it's any other opponent and that's what we that's what coach told us before the game prior to the game that this is just like any other game and it was so I think a lot of the guys had that on their mind as well, and just you know competing and trying your best for your country because that's that's all that matters in the end. And as long as we, you know, put put everything, leave everything out there on the court for our country, that that's all that matters. So uh, it, was, it was it was a great feeling to end up getting that
0: win. What what was the atmosphere like at those games? Was there many Canadian fans? Was there many uh, other team fans? What was it like?
1: Uh, for, so during the U.S. game. When we were up, we we started to get total control of the the fans. The fans had all their support for Canada. You know, there's a lot of Canada chants too, which was pretty amazing to happen in uh, Egypt. The whole crowd is behind us. And then during some of their free throws, they were really loud. And whenever they missed, there were some standing ovations as well, which is really which was really good to see and to have the fan support on our side. I think it really helped us. And uh, even in the championship game, even when we were up you know 20 20 plus everyone was still on our side everyone was chanting canada like it was just a great amazing feeling to have.
0: now like you said you, you mentioned a bit of nerves on the court against that in that u.s game what was it like when the buzzer finally sounded and you guys had the win
1: uh it was amazing i mean when we finally got that win i words couldn't even come out for me i mean i, I had the ball in the end I got it off the rebound, and then my first thing was to throw it up in the air, go celebrate a little with my team. Um, all the nerves just went out right after that because it was a close game. We wanted to hold on to that win, and we did. So that was probably the biggest thing, just holding on and uh, getting that first win against the U.S.
0: Now afterwards, did you you call somebody right away when you got back to the locker room or text anyone?
1: Uh, just Just my family, really. I mean... We've been talking after every single game, and uh, right when I got to the locker room, got the Wi-Fi. The first text was, I think, to my mom and then my dad and the rest of my family.
0: What was it like checking social media, looking at your phone after that game?
1: It was pretty crazy. I mean, everything was blowing up, and that that was was the funny part to it. Twitter, Instagram, texts. It's, it's great when you see all that support outflowing after a, a huge game like that, and it makes you really feel really proud and uh, really gives it more of a special feeling to what we just did.
0: And you had guys like uh, a Steve Nash and even the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tweeting about you guys. That must have been pretty neat.
1: That was pretty neat to see, especially because they're, they're so high up. They're really influential people in, in Canadian history, which was Steve Nash with... Canada basketball and all he's done. And then, you know, Justin Trudeau being the the prime minister, right? That is, that is truly amazing to see. And all the support coming home has just been, has just been a a blessing for us.
0: Now I did see some people on Twitter, the most of it was positive, but I saw some uh, people saying, well, I don't know the USA didn't have all their best players and things like that. What, what, what do you make of comments like that?
1: Uh, we we saw a lot of that, too, especially when we were there, and I feel it's kind of disappointing. I mean, if the U.S. didn't have all their players there, I'd say why didn't they send the other players there? I mean, they, they could have commitments, but that's their fault. They still had a very strong group with some future NBA guys, so I believe there's nothing you – can't, you can't just make excuses because of a loss like that, and I feel that we played a strong game and we should be given the credit that we deserve
0: i like that answer um you led the team in threes throughout the tournament and you hit some uh, pretty big ones at that was that a focus for you going into the tournament
1: uh that was a focus for me i've i've been known to uh make a good amount of threes in my in my prior international competitions um i'm known to stretch the floor being a stretch four you can play i played some of the three as well in this this past tournament so uh in order to, you know, help my team, I, I like space to space the floor, and then right when I got the ball, just knock it down, and that's what my focus was during the the, the whole tournament.
0: And what do you think uh, this gold medal says about the future of Canadian basketball?
1: I think this gold medal says that Canada can't just be looked over anymore, and we are truly a powerhouse when it comes to international basketball, and I and I believe. With this win, it really is, you know, just the first, it will be the first ripple in the water, and people will start to really believe that. They will start to believe that Canada is the top powerhouse in basketball internationally across the world. So uh, as long as the guys keep working, you know, use this as a little bit of inspiration, all the younger guys, and then just continue to make our country proud and play hard, I believe we're going to be up there and, high up in international basketball.
0: What does it mean for you personally to put on that jersey with uh, Canada across the chest?
1: For me, it means everything. It is truly the greatest honor I've had in my life. And uh, to be able to represent the country that has given my family and I so many opportunities is truly such a special feeling. And uh, I can't really put it to words. I mean, it's just that big.
0: And uh now uh moving on from international basketball, you're headed to Harvard in the fall, right? I am, yeah. So tell me, uh I know it was a little slightly off track, but what was the, the recruiting process like for that?
1: Uh the recruiting process for Harvard is a little bit different than uh some regular NCAA schools, especially since it's so academically focused. Um it wasn't just about, oh, you know, you're a good player, you'd fit our system, it was do you have the grades? what are your SAT scores? you had to apply for uh, apply for admission and it was truly a pretty long process which was you know something I look to enjoy rather than be stressed about even though it was stressing at most times because it's so nerve-wracking to know whether or not you've been accepted. Um, but it was a pretty good it was a long process but uh, in the end, it's so totally worth it going to the best
0: school in the world. Well, uh, I'm sure me and many other Canadian basketball fans will will be cheering for you while you're there.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to it.
0: All right, thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I truly appreciate it.
0: That was Danilo Juricic. He helped Team Canada win its first ever FIBA Gold. But hey, don't turn off the podcast yet. I just wanted to tell you about an episode we have coming out next week. We'll hear from Jamal Murray on his first ever NBA season with the Denver Nuggets. Here's a clip from the conversation, and I do apologize. We had some audio problems on this one, but here's the clip.
1: Probably get my first shot to, to go down. Um, I'm going 0 for 5 or 0 for 16 on five games. I uh, was deflating, and, uh, and it was sitting a lot to get my first shot. It something I wasn't used to, and... I think that I kind of took a I hit on my mental for you know, for a little bit. So um, I think that was my, my rookie wall was number of first five games of the
0: season. That was Jamal Murray. You can hear more from him next week on Canada's Court. Until then, give this podcast a rating and a review. That's all for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.